0: This is The Scoop on Life. We appreciate you for joining us this week. Chase and Lauren Robinson alongside, and we have got an exciting show today as we're going to be talking with Robin Chambers. She is the Executive Director of Advocacy for Children at Focus on the Family. She, uh, with this position, oversees the sanctity of human life and foster care and adoption efforts for the Wait No More and Option Ultrasound Programs. Robin Chambers, thanks for uh, joining us here at The Scoop on Life.
1: Oh, thanks so much for having me. And yes, that is a long uh, mouthful advocacy for children, right?
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, so can you tell us a little bit about what you do with Focus on the Family and why is this work important to you?
1: Well, first and foremost, it is one of our founding pillars at Focus on the Family that all life is valuable from um, conception to natural death and everything in between. Um, but for me personally, Um, I got involved in the work, um, kind of kicking and screaming, so don't hold that against me, right? Um, But I was working in our global ministries department um, doing what I love to do, which is um, contracts. And I was working on the team that helped um, with a lot of our resources being translated into different languages. And a friend of mine asked if I would, you know, kind of pray about coming over and helping with this new initiative And I remember so clearly saying, no, no, I think I'm really comfortable where I am. Well, we all know what happens when you say that. The Lord decides to make you a little uncomfortable, Um, but he was just real gentle and reminding me. I was actually one of those women. I had my own unplanned pregnancy, but I was so fortunate. I had total support of my parents, um, support of my boyfriend at the time, who is now my husband of 41 years, and the Lord was saying, you had support, but there's so many women who do not. And they make a very different decision. Um, we chose life. We chose to parent. Um, and so that became kind of a, a burning in my kind of in my spirit. Um, and I went back to my friend and I said, I think the Lord is calling me into this. And so I've been with optional ultrasound from the beginning. So um, 16 and a half years and we have seen some amazing heart changes, mind changes, um, and it has been fascinating to watch the difference that ultrasound makes.
2: Well, that's, you know, that's one thing I wanted to ask you about too. You work with option ultrasound. Um, You've had lots of interaction with different pregnancy centers, I'm sure. And so can you just talk um, with us for a few minutes about Why are ultrasounds so important, you know, in pregnancy resource centers? Like, why is it crucial to have ultrasound readily available at these centers? Mm
1: -hmm. Well, let me first say, I think that the men and women who work at pregnancy centers are truly the heroes. Those men and women are on the front lines every day and they hear those stories. um, They see the heartbreak and the brokenness that comes from um, a lot of those decisions. But I remember hearing probably over and over and over pregnancy centers that have been, you know, doing this for a long time. They said, you know, counseling is so important. It's so important to build that relationship. But the ultrasound then allows that young woman to see what's going on in her body. You know, for years and years, we were told it was just a clump of tissue. It's just a, it's just cells. Um, And you cannot deny, when you see that baby on the screen, I mean, I've seen ultrasounds um, where the babies are you know, stretching and you see fingers and toes and you see the little outliner of their faces. How can you look at that and not realize that's a little teeny tiny human um, that just needs time, that just needs time in that mama's womb. Um, and the, the look on a young woman's face and the words that come out of her mouth are, oh, that's, that's my baby, as if she had no idea that they were so formed, so fully formed. Um, and it just gives her an, just an immediate introduction to that baby and there's bonding that goes on. And I've even seen men who were pretty abortion determined and not wanting this woman to go through with the pregnancy. And I've seen these men change, like their entire countenance will change and say, oh, that's my, I had one young man who said, that's my kid, you know, that's my baby. Um, and I think it's just a perfect picture of um, that little tiny human. And um, I've seen lots of hearts changed through the counseling, absolutely counseling, but then the ultrasound just gives a perfect picture of that little person
2: so I guess let's talk for a second about the transition I guess in a in a young woman's heart who comes into a pregnancy resource center so let's say that she comes in she's abortion minded maybe because she doesn't think that she can afford to have this baby or she thinks it's gonna you know change her plans or whatever it may be and she may you know can sit in with a counselor and sit in with someone who loves her and is going to seek to to share with her the truth but then maybe she hasn't had a change of heart and so then she's able to get an ultrasound as you said she sees like oh this is a you know, this is a baby. Um, mm-hmm. and then maybe ultimately chooses life from that. And so I guess, can you speak into a little bit, um, into those thoughts and feelings when she first comes in before she has that ultrasound, you know, what are some of the things you've seen behind women's hearts in, in wanting to have an abortion? Is it, you know, they're, they're just like, Oh yeah, abortion, no big deal. Or are they, are they burdened by that? Do they just see it as their only resources? Like what have you seen in your experience?
1: I've never met a woman who was very flippant about making an abortion decision. It is, it is heart-wrenching, it is gut-wrenching. Um, I don't think any woman ever comes in there truly wanting that. Um, but when she's told you you can't afford this baby or you're not going to have support, or you know what we've heard young women say, I I was told I'd lose my scholarship. Um, If I carried this pregnancy, you know, through, um, you know, my mom and dad are going to kick me out. And so there's a variety of reasons that really force her into this place of crisis. I mean, it is a place of fear of, I I have to fix this. I have to find a way to fix this quickly. Um, There is a a loss of control. Um, And I've been there, you know, my first feelings were shock. Um, Lots of denial of nope, this can't be me. You know, I was was the good Christian girl. My dad was a deacon. Um, This can't happen to me, you know, kind of thing. Um, And there's anger, there's anger because of the situation. Not anger at a person, um, certainly not anger at uh, um, the father, the baby, just anger at the situation. And then this urgency to solve something, to fix whatever the problem is. Um, and that's one of the things that the, the counselors at the pregnancy centers are so good about doing is they sit and they talk through all of those feelings. We acknowledge those. We don't say, oh, you're fine. You know, go on with it. It's no, let's talk about this. Let's talk about why there's so much um, fear behind this or confusion behind this. Um, and then the, I, I think the heart changes when they're allowed to Um, really express those those feelings and no one is uh, judging them no one is condemning them um, for the decision um, that they're thinking about making it's a safe place um, to have those conversations and someone's listening that is so key someone is listening to their fears and someone is saying okay we have time let's slow down let's talk about this let's look at all of your options and that's one of the things that pregnancy centers do so well um, young women will come in and say, well what is an abortion? What happens? What will happen to my body? What will happen to my baby? Um, and even then there's still this um, ownership and acknowledgement. Uh, this is my child, um, but they have all this other you know all these other voices that are talking them, uh, you know talking about the you know you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do this and all the variety of reasons and the pregnancy centers answer those questions and that's the key to her changing her heart. Um, She sees the ultrasound. She knows exactly what's going on in her body. Again, you see that baby, and they start talking about the development of that baby, and they'll say things like, oh, there's your baby's heartbeat. Okay, when you see a heartbeat or you hear a heartbeat, that means there's something alive inside her body, and then there's the recognition that that is alive. And then the pregnancy centers go even further and say, now what resources can we help You with. There's lots of pregnancy centers that have referrals for maternity homes, um, you know, prenatal care, and setting them up with uh, a pro life physician, Um, you know, just all these different things that answer those questions of why they don't think they can have that baby. And it's all about education. We have to educate these young women, we have to empower them to make the decision for life. That's the one thing that Planned Parenthood does not do. You get one option. There is no education, it is a transactional activity, and then you're out the door. Pregnancy centers are not like that. And again, I think the, the thing that changes most women's mind is no judgment, no condemnation, and then education. And that is key to answering all those really scary questions.
2: Yeah. And I think that's what you said is so huge is when they come in and they feel like it's a it's a safe place, I guess, to voice their fears and their concerns and their feelings. And, you know, one of our uh, pregnancy resource centers campuses is near our local university. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just so amazing, you know, how many girls um, are told or think that, you know, oh, I'll lose housing, I'll lose scholarships, you know, whatever it may be, if I keep this baby. And like you said, education is so huge, let them know, like, no, you can't, you know, that's actually, that's not actually legal for the school to do to to change housing or scholarship based on pregnancy. And so they just don't, they just don't know that, you know, and they need to know that. Um, and so, um, I guess a follow up question to the ultrasound is what's one of the biggest hindrances from a pregnancy center? having an ultrasound machine is it finances is it you know, having somebody that can perform the ultrasounds what is what is one of the biggest hindrances that keeps um, a pregnancy resource center from getting an ultrasound machine
1: from what we hear um, through option ultrasound is the medical professionals and so usually as a doctor because one of the requirements um, that preg- all pregnancy centers to offer medical services have to have a physician not on staff but that physician oversees all of the medical procedures they are done in that clinic. Excuse me, a physician oversees all of the medical services they're done in that pregnancy center. And a lot of times I think there's fear on the side of the physician thinking, well, okay, but it's a pregnancy center. Are they really capable of doing these, these medical procedures? And so it's, again, education is huge. Um, educating that physician, um, and it, we're using his or her license to perform that medical service. I'm so sorry. <clears throat> We've had lots of fires in Colorado, so good. our air quality is off, awful, awful. And so today must be really hazy outside. Um, but no, the physician I think is is key, and then finding a nurse um, or an ultrasound tech or a sonographer who can actually perform that. But that's one of the things we uh, we started offering really early in the program. I think. We've learned so much at Focus through the 16 years of doing this. Um, and I think we naively thought, oh, it's just a machine. Let's just give these machines away. And then centers were saying, oh, okay, time out, But we don't have anyone who can actually perform that skill. Right. And so then we started offering grants to um, get nurses trained. And so that's, you know, that's one of the things, our donors have been so faithful. When we went back to them and said, it's not just the machine, they have to have someone who can come in and actually perform that. Um, and so I think the medical side of things has been um, a hindrance um, at times. And so what we're doing through the program is trying to, to remove all those barriers and make it seamless for them then, for the clinics to then add those ultrasound services. So helping with you know finding a physician and then training grants are huge for nurses. Um, and it's just an additional skill that they learn. Um, and the nurses all tell us, you know, that's such a gift from Focus that they don't have to cover that cost. Um, it's about a $15,000 investment that we make per clinic and that trains up to three nurses um, so that there's lots of nurses who can cover all the hours that they're open so they can perform skill, or scans every hour that they're open. So if a young woman walks in, um, you know, doesn't have an appointment, they never turn her away. They say, yeah, we, we have someone who can meet with you right now. And so i think those are the two biggies and then the three is yeah the finances so it's uh it's a pretty big step for a pregnancy center to start adding ultrasound services in pregnancy tests that are con- they're conducted by uh, a nurse um, and so our goal at focus is to um, invest in pregnancy centers and remove those barriers so they can reach more of the abortion-minded women in their communities
2: i love that and i guess i haven't you know we you know we gratefully have ultrasound we have um our clinic manager able to do that um but i guess i didn't think about it seems like oh the biggest thing would just be getting the machine but having somebody who can operate it and having someone right you know the physician like you said that's overseeing the facility like it's not just having the funds to have that machine so thank thank you for what you do at focus on the family to enable pregnancy centers to be able to do that you know through option ultrasound i mean that's huge
0: Robin Chambers, she is the Executive Director of Advocacy for Children at Focus on the Family. Robin, thank you so much for taking time with us here on The Scoop on Life.
1: Thank you for having me, and thanks for volunteering at your local center. And um, That's what it takes, is all of us getting involved. So thank you both. Thanks, Robin. Thank you.
0: Great interview there with Robin Chambers from Focus on the Family. We appreciate you for joining us this week for The Scoop on Life. Remember, you can check us out on social media, on Facebook and Instagram. Hit the like button there. Keep up with everything we got going on with the podcast. And uh, remember the ways you can listen to The Scoop on Life on the Apple Podcast app, on Spotify, and YouTube. Search for The Scoop on Life, subscribe to them, and it'll let you know when we post a new episode each week. Thanks again for hanging out with us. We'll see you next week for more of The Scoop on Life.